0: Here is Bryce Johnson.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you are doing awesome. I am back. My wife and I just had a baby daughter, Michaela Jean. She is doing awesome, and it is fun to to be back here in the studio, uh, especially for today's interview, And and man, it was nice being off for a couple of weeks, enjoying the family, trying to adapt. We're still in that process. It's a wild ride going from one to two and uh, just a lot, lot to learn. It's Very humbling. Very humbling. Got to depend on the Lord uh, for strength, energy, wisdom, clarity, patience, grace. I need it all. I don't have it uh, in and of myself, that's for sure. But today on the show, we have got one of our favorite guests. I, I believe this is the fifth time David Pollack has been on Unpacking It, and I believe that is the most of any guest. So he's right up there anyway. So uh, really excited to have him on. Of course, he's from ESPN, college football analyst, college game day. He's got a new podcast out with Reese Davis, and he's all over ESPN and, and does a great job, great energy, and uh, just a, a awesome family man, man of God, and delivers a bunch of wisdom today on the show, and just as we get into this, know that early on, we talk a lot of family, uh, he's just got a lot of thoughts about being a dad, and just some really good stuff, and then we get into a lot of the football talk as well, with the season starting up, and he uh, he shared his national championship pick uh, during college game day, so, so I asked him about that, and, and, and what kind of coaching situations he's most intrigued by in regards to new coaches uh, at college football programs. And then I asked him about Mac Jones being the starter at New England. So uh, a lot to get to with David Pollock. And then I asked him what uh, what family games they play. And so he talked about how competitive they are. So uh, we'll get into that as well. Before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options and support them as they support us. All right, stick around. At the end of the interview, uh, I'll give you my big takeaways and kind of what I was encouraged by uh, during the interview. But right now, let's jump right in. Here is
0: David Pollack. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: And joining us now on the Unpacking It podcast is ESPN College Football Analyst. You know him from College Game Day. He's David Pollack, one of our favorite guests here on Unpacking It. David, football season is back. How are you doing?
2: Man, it is. Great. The grass is greener. The sun's brighter. like It's beautiful, baby. It's, it's it's week one. It's football time.
1: That's right. So I want to talk all about football. Before we, we do that, though, uh, you're driving back from a, a speaking engagement. Curious how that turned out and, and what did you speak on? And is there something that maybe you can even share with our, our listeners today?
2: Yeah, I didn't screw it up too bad. So, uh, <laughs> I did a little speaking engagement in Thomasville, Georgia, just for United Way. I've done a lot this this off season, but it's just – you know my story a lot of time. What God's done in my life, and how I've or how I've faced adversity, and how you handle it, and how I've handled it, and just try to and leadership and parenting and all that beautiful stuff, man. All the seasons of life that we're going through now. I got a middle schooler now, and or two middle schoolers now. Excuse me, both of my kids, seventh and sixth grade now. So life's life's flying by like a lot of people have have already seen their life. So. Just uh, speaking on the experiences, speaking on all the screw ups, all the mess ups I've done, and <laughs> um, the ways I could have done it better, and um, my kids are turning out to be to be all right, so um, we're doing all right
1: that that's awesome, yeah, I wanted to ask you about your your kids in a little bit as well, uh, but you met, you mentioned that word adversity, and, and of course you know many of us are, are familiar with with your story and spe- specifically from the football standpoint, injury, and retiring early and and all that sort of thing, but just for for people listening today. There's so much adversity all around us. What, what's maybe a, a quick word of encouragement? Something that that you cling to, uh, just to to even encourage yourself.
2: Well, I mean, it's not it's not a matter of if; it. it's a matter of when. It's mm. coming for us all. Um, you know, listen. Th- there's going to be something that comes up in your day to day that it, you have the choice whether you want to let it ruin your day or not, and you give it that power. So you know, I just think you, you got to choose. It's, it's, you know, you've heard the saying a million times, you know, it's not about getting knocked out, knocked down, it's about getting back up. Um, you know, it's just, how are you going to keep improving? How are you going to keep getting better? How are you going to take it and learn from it? I'm still a big person that believes in small goals and mm. small things every day. Um, your purpose, your, your purpose for what you do, why you do has to be very important. We got, we've got big goals and we've got big dreams, but, those are daily things that need to happen to accomplish those big goals and those big dreams. And, um, you know, our why, our reason has to be so big And whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish that when you do get punched in the face, you're going to respond. Like, when it does get dark and it gets hard and it sucks, like, my why and my reason has to be so great and so purposeful that... It's not going to deter me and I'm going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting until I accomplish my goals and my dreams.
1: I love it. Amen. No, that's awesome. Well, what about for you? What, what is your why?
2: Well, listen, what I've learned is my why is different, Mm. different seasons and different phases in my life. And you know, like right now, my kids are in middle school and, you know, my big why for them or my big reason for, for them is how much can I help teach them? How much can I come beside them? How much can I show them what it looks like? Because, again, more is caught than taught, right? Like we got to right. show them. And actually, I was listening to a podcast and I actually thought it was really great because you think about how much you – um influence your kids, how much they take from you, how much, um, you know, you're modeling what it is to look like. But I thought it was interesting the way it was put because I've heard that before and I've thought about my behavior and who I am and what I am, but it, it was talking about how kids mirror your emotions more than anything else. Ooh. So you think about that, Yeah. like anger, fear, worry. Those are things that re- regardless of, whether you think you are or not, those are things that your, your kids are getting from you. Those are Mm. things that that will be their emotional homes. That'll be their emotional normal. So what do you want it to be? I'm trying to mirror joy
3: and Mm. passion and Mm.
2: triumph and, um, challenges and stuff like that. So I think, you know, to me it's about like my biggest focus and my biggest, uh, in life is, is about parenting. It's about being an example for my kids. It's about uh, being a great spouse. Like I'm in a big time phase of growing. Like, I don't know what my life's going to be in a couple years. Cause you know, I- I'm really into the coaching thing mm. and I love coaching. Now I know I want to coach my kids first mm. and I want to be an enormous part of their lives and their seventh and sixth grade. And that is priority number one through 12th grade. But then that point, you know, I'm looking, I'm going to look at my life and I'm going to be, Hey, I'm 44 years old. What do I want to do? Where do I want to coach? How do I go impact lives and change change people's lives for all eternity? You know, so that's you know that's kind of the the goal, the direction for for me right now.
1: Wow, well that no, that's an exciting season of life, and gosh, ki- kids already in in middle school. So I'm I'm a little bit behind you. I just had a daughter two weeks ago, so now now I've gone from one to two daughters, and and my other daughter's two years old, and and so you've got two. And so I don't know if you can remember back to to when they were that that young but they're pretty close in age as well. So what what advice do you have for me today as I as I go from one to two?
3: Man,
2: it's uh it's a lot different obviously. Um, the second one usually has a lot more uh, a lot less fear, a lot more uh you know, they they're learning on the fly so quickly because they're watching their older sibling. But man, just enjoy the process,
3: you know, mm. set
2: an example, um, demand a lot of them, expect a lot of them, but you know, love on them, show them, what, show them the way, but it's not it's not about perfect. It's not about having perfect uh, manners and being perfect at school and being perfect at sports, man. Just show them that it's about just getting effort in everything that they do. Be the best they can be. You're not going to be, you're not looking to try to be X or you're not looking to try to be Y. Mm. Like God made you for a specific purpose. Amen. He has such great plans for your life. And what that looks like, we don't know but he's going to protect you. He's going to keep you safe. Your mommy and daddy are going to keep you safe. And whatever comes your way, have joy. Okay. Kill Give kindness. I tell my kids all the time, give kindness away. Mm. Kindness is free. It costs you nothing. Every single day you go to school, it costs you absolutely nothing. It's Mm. free. Give that away at nauseum. Give it away as much as you can. But I think you got to show them those traits we just talked about, right? Show them what it looks like to be enthusiastic. Show them what it looks like to be positive. You know, show them what it looks like to be happy. That's that's all things that when they're young, man, they're going to learn it, and soak it up, and then, you know, you try to enjoy it as much as you can because everybody says it goes fast, it goes fast, right? Like, it does. It does go fast. And you look up, and they're older and older. The journey's awesome, though. And my job is to train them and let them go, not train them and keep them. That's right. I mean, one day you're going to have to let them go.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm already experiencing that just with the the two year old her being able to do certain things on her own now. And I, I thought to myself the other day, I go, "That's that's kind of the point. <laughs> you want to set them up and prepare them to be to be able to do it." So hey, you
2: know what? No, one thing your your kids want to be around you
3: mm.
2: when you want to be around them. That's good. And when you that's want, good. like, they want to have fun, and they're going to have fun with you and be around you if you provide that. If you show them that what they what they're doing is important. Like mm. be where your feet are. You're you're there plant where you're or bloom where you're planted. it. Like when you're like all y'all that are working and doing the job thing and all this stuff and you're so busy, that's fine, man. You have to do that. But when you get home, be there, mm. put your stupid phone away. Mm. Like you're there. Be where your feet is. They're paying attention. They know that. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they see all that stuff.
1: That's great. I, I love it. Well, one more thing, because uh, I saw this on your, your Twitter feed uh, where you retweeted something from All Pro Dad: three things your daughter wants from you. And, and so these, these were the three things. And so I, I'm just curious why this you know, maybe resonated or, or encouraged you. But uh, number one, she needs to know her dad sees and knows her. Two, she needs to know her dad believes in her. And three, she needs to know her dad accepts her just as she is.
2: So I think my wife probably single-handedly saved my relationship with my daughter. Oh, um, you know I'm I'm so much about like I'm not about the the you fall down I'm gonna help you up thing. Like life's gonna knock you on your can, mm. and if you're a boy or a girl, you're gonna have to get up. Mm. And you know I, I I treated Leah just like I treated Nicholas, mm. and and I was failing,
3: Ooh. and
2: I, I was trying, and I was doing what I thought was right. But my my wife just told me one day because I coach all my kids in all their sports, and she goes, "How about you just love her?"
3: Mm.
2: like just love on her and and i and i gave her a nickname and i call her fc and you know it's a kind of a wink wink thing because it means favorite child <laughs> and, and 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 i don't obviously don't say we don't say that in front of nicholas but um you know i just i i let her know she's special man like she's got my heart and she's you know she's unique and she's she's loved no matter what she does and and i only and i've told you this before probably but like you know sports and all that stuff like I tell her every time, like, did you try as hard as you can? Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. I love you regardless, Mm. regardless of what the outcome is. And I needed to do a better job of showing her that I got her back and Mm. I love her. It actually got to the point with her, you know, this past the past couple of years where I said, baby girl, listen, this is very important to me. Do you want me to be your cheerleader? Mm -hmm. your biggest fan and just pour into you because i can do that Mm -hmm. i can be your cheerleader your fan i said or do you want me to do like i do with nicholas and push him Mm -hmm. and he because nicholas my son's very honest he's like dude i want to be pushed i want to be great like help me become great and that's one, one of his prayers all the time he's always like he's always thankful he's like thank you daddy for always being be willing to work with me always being ready to help me always trying to push me to become the best version of me i can be and my daughter looked at me and she was like, no, I want to be the best. And I want you to push me. And I have to remind them of that sometimes. Cause listen, dude, God made me the most, one of the most competitive human beings you'll ever meet. And <laughs> it's, it's my greatest strength. And it's my biggest weakness. I can't tell you how many times my wife's gone to the bed, the bedroom crying from board games, bro. Like oh just, no, it's, it's a hard thing for me to handle. And I screwed it up so much when I was younger because you know, you go from being a professional athlete and then, and, and, and competing for everything you get, everything, mm. and if you don't, you're gone, to to now your son picks up sports for the first time at five years old, and it don't matter, they just mm. care about how many lights are in the scoreboard and what kind of gum they're going to get, like, <laughs> so it was definitely, you know, it's definitely been something that I've had to work through and, and realize, like, hey, let's take yourself out of the equation there, old boy, like, how can you meet your, just like, churches meet people where they're at how can you meet your kids where they're at and listen i'd be lying if i didn't say it was a constant struggle yeah it is man yeah it's it's a constant struggle for me it takes prayer like when i go with my kids and i go to just play something which we do a ton nicholas yesterday turned to me he's like daddy let's go run routes in the gym Mm. like you just throw me the ball we went out there for 30 minutes and and he ran routes and he just what i've learned is just shut up and let him do it like Mm. what do you I just let him dictate what routes he wanted to run. I didn't tell him you need to do X, Y, and Z. He's like, I'm going to run a go, okay? Uh, Throw a back shoulder, okay? Throw a sluggo, okay? I mean, all this different stuff. I didn't say a word, dude.
3: That's cool.
2: Yes, sweet. And and four or five years ago, two or three years ago, I'm over there coaching the whole time. Ah. And I'm like, dude, just shut up. like, Mm. Just shut your daggum pile. You know what else? (laughs) And here, I'll go ahead and vent this out to the world. Don't worry. I think I got it all figured out. Um. Like, ask me a question and I, I sure, I, I want to help. And I always want to help everybody. And God's really been kicking me in the face lately going, Hey, how about you just shut your mouth and listen? Wow. Like you always got some input from somebody else in their life. How about you just listen and be a good friend? Like, mm. how about you just shut your mouth and listen? So I'm trying to work on not being Mr. Know-it-all and being Mr. Hey, if you got this problem going on, let's do this. And I'm like, listen, I don't know you know i don't know but you're doing a great job like i love you regardless because i gotta i gotta worry about keeping my mouth
1: shut Ah, uh, no that's a that's a wonderful in, encouragement and i'll uh i'll receive that as well because i'm i'm a talker and i sometimes think i've got the answers as well so now now that i've got two kids though i i've quickly realized yeah i got i got nothing <laughs> I, I am i am <laughs> back to back to uh starting over a little bit so um uh, i'm right there with you all right so you you mentioned the the board games what what's the favorite family board game dude
2: we disney game that leah loves uh, but we play a lot we play cards me and my son play speed a ton oh you know i like speed
1: yeah 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 yep
2: okay yeah speed is fun and he you know we go at it a little bit then him and mommy go at it which i love to see but we love <laughs> spade um they love clue they love to oh. play clue and try to use the clues and figure it out they love that one for sure too um they love they love the, the um uh, the gestures and the catchphrase yes like they love we'll have if we have that sitting on the counter somebody's touched it and got it running it's dick dig dick, dig dick, dick, dick and it's ticking and they're, they're saying to me to guess things and you're like sometimes you're like oh my god just please shut up just <laughs> keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming.
1: Catch, catchphrase is my all-time favorite so big big fan of that yeah, I look forward to my, my daughters being old enough to play that. That'll be, that'll be awesome. All right, so we, we've talked family, a little, little bit of faith. We've we got to talk some, some football with you uh, because we are yeah days away from the, the first official full college football day. And, and, and I want to begin, though, with today, which is September 1st. And back in 2007, I was uh, a student at App State, and I was up at the Michigan game. And so I was there Ooh. for the 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 greatest college football upset ever, and and so I want to hear from you as a as a an analyst, an expert college football guy. Is that still the greatest upset? And with kind of the the future of college football, will we ever be able to even see that type of, of upset again? All these years later, kind of what are your, what are your thoughts on on that game?
2: Man, you got the greatest upset in college football history. You come out the gates with
1: that, huh? That's let's go, um, let's go. Stanford.
2: Stanford over USC, um, Jim Harbaugh over Pete Carroll, and that magical Ooh. run that uh, USC was on was pretty ridiculous. Yep. Um, last year was cool. It was Louisiana versus Iowa State? You know, week two, I think it was. Mm. It was fun. Um, there's been some big ones, but I don't think it gets any bigger than App State, Michigan. I mean, that just, even though App State was a really good program, just to beat the winningest program in, in college football history. Um, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big deal, but you know, Louisiana plays Texas this week, which I think will be interesting. They're, they're Texas kicking off their, their season and their new regime with Steve oh, yeah against a good Louisiana team. Um, but I have to give, I have to give App State and Michigan a nod for the best upset.
1: All right. I like it. Very cool. Yeah. It's always fun this, this day to, to reminisce a little bit and I, I've still got the sports illustrated cover and, and all sorts of paraphernalia from that, from that big day. So that was uh that was a fun experience for sure. And and so that's what's great about college football—the the fans being able to be in attendance. So here we are. Last year, I remember when we were talking with you, we were wondering what's going to happen to the college football season, who's going to play, what is it all going to look like. Thankfully, we had the season this year. We get the, the the fans back. So what did you learn from last year without the fans, and and what are you anticipating in, in regards to the return of the the atmosphere and the tradition?
2: Well, I mean, if you think about a college. A college football player you know 98 percent or 90 maybe even more percent of what they do doesn't have fans anyways mm. you know you're in the weight room grinding
3: mm. you
2: know in the summer you're you're in spring ball ain't nobody there you know you're in empty stadiums empty practice fields like it's kind of it's kind of what you do you know 90 percent of the time so you're you're kind of used to it it, it was very strange with you know the cardboard cutouts and um, it was very strange, you know, not just not to hear, you know, when defenses are on the field, not to hear crazy noise. It was strange to hear calls. Like you could hear the offensive calls every time, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, not something you can hear at a, at a lot of places. So I think, um, bringing the fans back, just, you know, it brings the juice back shot in the arm. Um, you know, I think more importantly, the product will be different because you, you went so long with, you know, kids in camp, not even tackling a year ago and not being physical and yeah. not. Trying to limit contact, and I don't know if you know this, but football is a pretty big contact sport. If you don't <laughs> practice it, you dang sure ain't gonna do in the games. So, I think um, I think that's the, the the most interesting component of the, the physicality and practice being different. And uh, so, I think I think the kids will welcome it. I, I'll welcome the fans back even to our show on game day and, yeah. and in the stadiums because it just creates a different atmosphere. It's a different feel than every other sport. It creates a sense of family and tradition and just the rivals and all the stuff. Like it just, it, you can't find that anywhere else. It's just the greatest place
1: to find it. No question about it. Co- college game day needs the fans there and you need Lee Corso there. So Lee Corso's back next to you on, on the set and last year he was doing it uh, remotely. So how fun has that been at least week one, having him back in the mix?
2: Man, it's been phenomenal. It's just, It's awesome. It's great. And listen, we made a big deal of it last week. And we talked about, um, you know, coach coming back and, you know, we did it in the meetings and everybody was congratulating coach saying, coach, welcome back. And he pulls his mask down. He was like, where's the snacks? (laughs) Like that's, you know, coach, coach is awesome. He's he's one of a
3: kind. I love. Uh, He's
2: put his heart and soul into, you know, to what he does and what he loves. And it's just, you know, he's a lesson in humility every time I go on the road. Oh. I just appreciate him so much. He's just so good to people. Um so I'm glad he gets to do something that he loves. Nobody loves what they do more than coach Corso. And oh. I'm happy. I'm happy he gets to do it.
1: That that's awesome. I'm I'm glad to see him back there. He uh yeah, he just represents that 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 show so well and of course all you guys add as uh, so, so much value to the show, but there's something about him and the the the, the heads and, and all that. So it's uh he's it's the best. it's it's awesome. He's the best. Uh, well, so, last week on the show, you actually gave your uh, national championship prediction. And you went with your alma mater, Georgia. What has the uh, the fallout been? What has the response been like for you as people, uh, <laughs> I imagine, give you a little bit of a hard time about it?
2: Well, I, you're, you're, I'm going to catch it regardless. So, uh, <laughs> you're either a homer or I'm a hater. And I'm Benedict Arnold, the biggest traitor in the world if I pick, if I pick against Georgia. So, I've been hearing it for years, and guess what? I don't give a crap. Uh. I mean, I don't (laughs) give a rat butt. I'm going to try to pick and try to be – here's what I'll say. Me and Reese and just texting back and forth and the producer on game day this past week, Jimmy G, and, bro, I had no clue who to pick. Mm. I had no clue. Last year was easy for me. I picked Alabama. I thought it would be Alabama. I liked Alabama this year. I think it could be Bama. I think it could be Clemson. I think it could be Ohio state. I think it could be Oklahoma. I think it could be Georgia. Like good Lord have mercy. I mean, I could see if you made an, if you asked me to pick a team and make a case, I could do it. Mm. And you know, so this year is different. So I got, I got Georgia. I got Georgia losing to Alabama in the SEC championship game, but beating him in the playoffs in the national championship.
1: There you go. No, that's that, That's all right. It's a, it's a fair fair choice. And I, I, I like when – I think we've talked about it on the show, but I I like when analysts are honest about their team, good or bad, and and they don't have to shy away from it. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. it it's, it's fair.
2: Hey, if you're going to be a traitor or a homer or a hater, whatever it is, you know what you want to be? You want to be right. Yeah. So I don't give a dang. I want to be right, <laughs> and you can call me what you want. Like Georgia fans are pissed at me when I picked Alabama to beat them years ago. I'm like, listen, I don't want it to be right, but I was right. So yep. I mean, I've been wrong, obviously, a bunch too. But you just try. To be right.
1: That's right. That's that's the key. Well, so as we as we head into the season, um, I, I'm always curious. You know, new coaching coaching changes, new coaches in, in certain programs, Wh- which ones are you maybe keeping an eye on the most to uh, have the, I don't know, biggest expectation for, uh, as far as a, a new guy in charge.
2: Um, I think you immediately go to Texas, Yeah. You know, Steve Sarkisian made that magical run with Alabama. Uh, you're not in Alabama anymore, but you don't have that <laughs> talent, but you're in Texas and Texas is obviously enormous brand. Everybody loves Texas. They've just, really 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 underachieved and you know the brand that is texas doesn't match the the winning on the football field and you know is he the guy because remember it was charlie strong and he was a a up-and-coming young coach and then you you go to your next guy and up and coming everybody loves him he's at houston and he's at ohio state and and then he comes to you and everybody hates him so you know i think it's I think it's a tough it's a tough gig it's a tough job that job is not easy but I think everybody definitely points towards Texas I tell you what I'm interested to see LSU they got new coordinators on both sides of the football oh yeah and replacing replacing you know big-time coaches that have had a uh you know one-year run basically those other guys got you know Dave Aranda left for the NFL and uh for a head coaching job at Baylor and Joe Brady left for the NFL and Two new guys, so I don't like them. Okay, I'm going with two more new guys. Hmm. Um, so LSU, can they can they catch that magic and and be back where they were? Because we know every year when you start the season, you know they got some of the best talent in all of the country.
1: No question about it. And speaking of Alabama, of course, the, the big story in the NFL this week, Mac Jones getting the nod to to be the starting quarterback in New England. What what did you think of that? And, and even what did you think of Mac Jones kind of going into the NFL and now at this point, the fact that he's going to be the starter in New England, what, what do you make of that as somebody who follows college football as closely as you do?
2: Now, I'm not always right by any stretch, and I might be really wrong when it comes to Justin Fields, but I had Mac Jones as the number two quarterback coming out. Okay, um, cool. I just, I, 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 thought a lot of Mac Jones. Uh, I thought a lot of his, you know, you saw Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle and Najee Harris. And you're like, man, this dude's got every weapon, but you also saw the ball hit him in the face mask every time he threw it. And it was just beautiful. And I was like, good Lord. I mean, he's, he was just kind of automatic. So I think, I think he's really good. I think he's got a chance to be special. You see those traits already coming through. He throws the ball on time. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. He's super smart. He's been through some crap, too, by the way. You want to talk about a a quarterback room.
3: Mm. You know,
2: he had Tua Tungavailoa in there with him, and he sat. He had Jalen Hurts, and he sat. Like, he sat behind everybody. Last year, Bryce Young was going to take his job as a new incoming freshman. So I think that, um, you know, he's proven that there's still a place for guys in football that are super accurate, super smart, even though they're not very athletic, and, um, you know, said Cam sent Cam packing already, and had him at the Patriots release Cam New. So that shows you how good he's been.
1: Gosh, no, it was it was impressive just from preseason, just watching him hit hit guys in stride, and he was so confident and poised back there. uh Really, from the moment he stepped on the field again, even though it was preseason. So, but but I expect it to to translate week one in the NFL. So it's gonna be fun. Um, all right. As we, uh, as we wrap up here with, with David Pollack, we'll, we'll end on a, uh, on a faith note and, and you already shared how God's kind of been uh, revealing to you just to be quiet, to, 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 to maybe not always have something to, to say, uh, what, what is maybe something else you've been, uh, studying or, or, or learning or, or focusing on, uh, that, that our, our listeners today could, could be encouraged, uh, by
2: man, I'm a podcast junkie now. Um, and I've been listening to all kinds of crap, man. I just it's amazing. Like you we have all the resources we need. I mean, we you can find anything you want, man. Like oh, yeah. you literally whatever's important to you, you can find on a podcast that you can listen to and and grow and get better. But now, nah, I mean, we're just starting a small group with my men's buddies that I that I, that I uh hang out with and um, you know, we're about to start a series on Romans that I'm mm-hmm. super excited about and I got 10 of my buddies with me that um that are that are doing life with me that want to improve that want to grow and you know i think one of the most important things in life is that you always talk about having you know you pouring into somebody somebody pouring into you and then you kind of going through life with somebody else you know that's the that's paul timothy barnabas like that's the whole you know you want to have that structure in your life um so it's kind of cool i reached out actually to coach rick mm. and i've been doing speaking engagements with him and i was like dude you know, I'm doing a men's group and I want to get together and I want to grow. And he's like, dude, I just finished one on Romans and it's the best thing I've ever done. And I was like, cool. I was like, what do you do about things that, you know, how do you, how do you find things? How do you find guys that are a little bit older? I was like, dude, I want to find guys that are older than me. that can pour into me that Mm. have been through the ups and downs. And I'm just kind of looking for that. I got a bunch of buddies that I'm doing life with and pouring into. And he said, I'll do it. And I was like, deal. Sounds good to me. So, me and a bunch of my buddies are, are doing a study on Wednesdays um, on Romans. But, man, just going through life, middle school kids, and, it's just so different, man. It's it's so different of what they're hearing and what they're seeing and what they're asking about and what they're exposed to. And it's just, it puts more emphasis on what I'm doing at home.
3: Mm.
2: Like, what am I doing to combat this? Mm. Um, what am I doing to keep them focused on the, the eye on the prize and what's the most important thing in their life? So, you know, accountability with my friends has been uh, something that's been great in small group, and church, and uh, podcasting like crazy. So, uh, just hey, we all got to keep working. It's, it's windshield, not rearview mirror, right? Like it's always I'm looking through the windshield. I'm looking through the windshield. What what can I go get? What can I go after? Not what did I do? Not what have I accomplished? That doesn't mean crap. Mm. You know, I mean. So I just I think that's the main. It's been the main focus on uh, on me right now, and I, tell, I think. I think Dabo's the one that said it. Uh, I thought he said it. He, I think he said, you "Have to keep our dreams greater than our memories." Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do: keep my dreams out ahead, and uh, you know, the memories not as not as important. But what do we want to go accomplish? What do we want to do every single day?
1: There you go. That that's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that. And actually, Coach Rick is going to be a guest on Unpacking It next week. So look forward to that. Oh, that conversation good, so that's a, that's a that's a good man right there brother absolutely so to go uh back to back with you and him is uh is pretty strong so uh man i appreciate you always being willing to come on our show and and appreciate all your your thoughts and encouragement and wisdom and uh i love what you said about listening so that's a good good challenge hey, to, to coach, all of us ask
2: coach rick ask coach rick about me and stenchcomb it'll be a very good laugh for you i like it just ask Asked him about me and Finch and how practices went, <laughs> what he thought about me, uh, me and my teammates, and as a leader. Because he, in his book, he says it about as <laughs> about as funny. We did a speaking occasion a couple of weeks ago, and it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, "Hey, coach, is this a backhanded compliment the way you described it?" I think he said, "I don't know how he said it exactly, but he was like, he was really comfortable with people not liking him." <laughs> 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 and I was just like. I, don't, I, don't, I get what you're saying here, Coach.
1: Uh, uh, that's
2: you can ask us about
1: that. No, that's a, that's an interesting topic. I like that. That's that's cool because there is something. There's a lot of truth in that. Uh, it's not always about being being the most most liked, but there is value in in being liked. So that's it's like true on both Respected, both sides. Not like. There you go. There Respected, you go.
2: Not like. I'm not worried about being liked because some people don't like rich people. Some people don't like poor people. Some people don't like happy people. Some people don't like sad people. And by God, some people don't like people. That's right. Period. I mean. <laughs> So you ain't going to please them all. You, you want to spend your whole life pleasing them all. You're in for a rude awakening. You can be the best version of you that you can be, and that's all you can control.
1: That's it. Yep. Uh, we just, we'll, we'll, uh, please God, and we'll uh, we'll be all set. That's, that's the key. So, David. All right, brother. All right, man. I, I appreciate it. Enjoy the season, and uh, keep up the great work. We appreciate it.
2: Boom. See you, brother.
1: All right.
0: There you go. There's David Pollack joining us here on Unpacking It intriguing guests and inspiring conversations this is unpacking it with bryce johnson
1: And we're back in the unpacking his studio to unpack the conversation with David, and a lot of good stuff in there. And, and of course, as a, as a dad of of two daughters, really really good insight on on just you know the idea that just how practical and simple it is to be present and enjoy what we're doing with our kids. So I, I love what he said about that in, in regards to. You know, put the phone away, which can be challenging, especially during fantasy football season. You gotta check all your lineups and you know, I'm guilty of this. What's the latest news? But to just put it away, turn the TV off, which sometimes I like to have it on in the background, but but to just play, to to actually engage, not just you know, casually play with our kids, but but actually be all in. And, and it can be challenging. It really can. But I think the value of it, uh, especially with how quickly time, time flies and, and kids grow up so fast. And so uh, I'm just reminded and encouraged by, by what he had to say there. Uh, and then, again, I, I, he, he had tweeted this on, on Twitter, three things your daughter wants from, your, from you a, as a dad. Uh, and this was from allprodad.com uh, or .org. Uh, I forget. But uh, here, here were the three. But, but a great organization, Tony Dungy behind that, Mark Merrill, Uh, who who I've met before, awesome guy. So uh, here are the three things, though, he said uh, in the article. She needs to know her dad sees and knows her. Number two, she needs to know her dad believes in her. And number three, she needs to know her dad accepts her just as she is. So I just want to encourage you to check that out as well. Uh, if you're a, a girl dad, so uh, so again, that's from All Pro Dad, so something worth worth checking out. Uh, the other big takeaway that, that that I mentioned a couple times because he mentioned it was being quiet and listening. And we we've probably brought it up on the show before, and we know in the climate that we're in right now, everybody's got the answer to everything, and everybody wants to share their opinion about everything. And sometimes we need to be quiet. Sometimes we need to speak less, listen more, be slow to speak, and it's it, again, it's challenging to do. Uh but before flying off the handle, before jumping into certain conversations, let's pause. Let's have wisdom. Let's ask God to speak through us and 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 let's oftentimes just not say anything and and let that be the answer. So um, so I think that's, that's just good for all of us uh, to hear today, and especially for me. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. Uh, but sometimes even with my, you know, at home with my wife wanting to give her all the answers or, hey, why don't you try this or why don't you try to do that? I just got to listen. I just got to listen. <laughs> and one of my favorite radio hosts is Dan Patrick, and he always talks about being a good listener, and that's the key to being a great interviewer is listening. And, and so I think that translates to so many areas of life. What's our, what's our listening game like? And then, of course, when it comes to our spiritual life, are we listening to God? Are we hearing his voice as he speaks through his word, as he speaks to us, as we go to him in prayer, and he speaks to us through other people that we trust, wise people that we trust? Um, and so let's, let, let, let's listen. Oftentimes, we'll, we'll come before the Lord and we'll say, I want this, I want this, I want, can you do this, can you do this? I want you to answer this prayer, this prayer. Let's just listen. Listen. Let's listen. So good stuff from David Pollack. Hopefully that's encouraging to you as well today. Thanks to David for joining us here on Unpacking It. Thanks to you for listening. Great to be back. Coming up here on the podcast, we've got Leonard Hamilton, head basketball coach of Florida State. we got Mark Richt from the ACC Network. He's got a new book out, of course, former coach. He's also battling uh, with his health. And so we'll ask him about that and what guy's doing in his life uh, through that. And and then, of course, Mark Richt's uh, former coach that he coached with. Bobby Bowden passed away, so we'll have to ask him about that as well. So it was cool that David mentioned him today, and then next week we're scheduled to to have him here on the podcast, and look forward to that. As always, I wrap things up by reminding you I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin, he was resurrected, and through faith I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It
0: podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.